Hello, everyone. This is Jacob Schreiner Briggs, the Executive Vice President of YSU Student Government, with a special edition of the City of You podcast. For the second year in a row, Student Government has held an essay contest, which asks students to reflect on YSU, Youngstown, or a combination of both. In this way, we aim to foster partnerships and cooperation between the local arts and literary community, YSU students, and the city at large. We're excited to be involved with projects like this that promote personal reflection and expression, and we greatly look forward to facilitating similar events in the future. Thank you to SGA, the City of U, and all of our participants for contributing to this opportunity. With that, I am proud to present to you one of the four winners of the second annual SGA essay contest. So this essay is called Tony. Cody isn't from Youngstown. He's from Altoona, PA. That town sings and dances a little more than Youngstown. That town glows a little more. The morning dew glistens only a tad bit extra. At least that's what I've been told about my city since my childhood. My Youngstown bred identity is a maelstrom of depression and crime and poverty. Murdertown, USA. Bomb City, USA. A rusted out door coaster cart. But Cody brings a new funk to Youngstown. He's a mus- musician with Bob Dylan curls. He came to town with purity in his chest while my own leaked sickly sour. This remained my outlook until we met Tony. On some, some October Friday after class, neck deep in finals work, Cody and I made the time to grab drinks at Susie's Dogs and Drafts. It was like any other afternoon out, a shot of bourbon and a few beers. I was never un- it was never uncommon to gift a cigarette to passers-by standing outside Susie's wall-sized window. But when Tony came by, Due to Cody's inebriation or just his soul, we talked in length. We talked long enough to learn Tony was having trouble with his old lady. He had to walk so many blocks to get to the WRTA on time that he had already made love to to a regrettable bottle that day. His slurring, our listening, flowered in Cody a good Samaritan. What he would say was his Christian retribution from his incessant sinning. That wouldn't, allow, that wouldn't allow Tony to walk home that night. I had no say in the matter, and Tony himself had reason enough for pause. He'd ask us, you guys aren't up to anything, are you? As far as I knew, we weren't. Cody, Cody bought the man a few more drinks, telling us of the days long past of his collegiate basketball career. He said that he was a star, that, that he made a few mistakes in his life to earn his lot, Cody had no pity for him but complete understanding. The stories of Tony were, were gash scars on a macho face, each scar a tale of a brawl, a drunken slip, a self-inflicted wound. His face was of a, ma- a nameless man, any man, any of us who walked the streets of Youngstown. Cody's face must have been virgin, Christ-like, because if the Ohio skies made the bipolar decision to rain or sleet or snow or even stay clear, Cody would not have Tony walk in it. It, wouldn't, it would have been unholy to do so. Apprehension latched onto Tony, to me, after we jumped to the car. The facts, the irrefutable, irrefutable facts of, of the matter, were that Tony didn't know us and that we didn't know him. We played the radio softly and talked about Tony's crazy partying days, his mom, his lady issues. Before I knew it, this stranger... This man I was taught never to let hitch a ride, was home safe and sound, his feet left unsore. My city is not evil, and it took a bushy-headed kid from Altoona to teach me that.